What's up, guys? It's JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood, and I have a special exclusive episode just giving some commentary about the hit series, you know, Netflix hit series, When They See Us. And man, it was an amazing series. Um, by the grace of God, I was able to watch the whole series last night. And I just want to go ahead and come on here and share with you all some life lessons that I was able to draw from when they see us that I believe we can hold on to and really just hold on to them throughout our journey of life. Especially, you know, when we're going through um, difficult circumstances, when some things happen in our lives or um, when, you know, other people allow, you know, certain things that seems, you know, wrong that we could still have our faith and know that in the end, God is more than able to work it for our favor, all right? So I just want to go ahead and just go straight to the commentary. But first, I want to give you in brief um, the story, you know, behind the series when they see us. And the series is actually based on the true story. And here it goes. I just want to go ahead and explain it briefly so the next flick series when they see us is based on the true story of five african-american teenage boys who falsely got convicted for a crime they did not commit you know the case um was about a rape victim by the name of trisha millie in central park in new york in 1989 you know all five um teenage boys were innocent there was no evidence of any kind that they were the ones who committed the crime Four out of five served up to seven years in jail, while only one, the main character in the series when they see us, Corey Wise, served nearly 14 years in an adult prison. Corey wasn't even taken for questioning, but was brought into questioning all because he was trying to support his friend and um, Yusuf, one of his good friends, for more support. <coughs> Excuse me. And also, um, when this happened, Again, he was not even in the scene. He was not even at the scene at Central Park. But because he wanted to support his um, friend Yusuf, they took him and they questioned him. Corey suffered torturous conditions in prison. And several times, he almost was left for dead. Several times, he almost died, y'all, in prison. It wasn't until the actual convict, the serial killer and rapist of Trisha, confessed that they finally released Corey and all of his charges um, in 2002 and they finally released him um, from prison in 2002 the other four boys were um, released you know right after their sentencing which was only you know seven years because at the time they were young Corey was the only one that was 16 years old and because he was 16 years old um, they they convict him and they sent him out to adult prison and he had a longer sentencing today um, all five men are doing great and they're enjoying the time they have left on the earth by the grace of God. After their charges were dropped, they you know, ended up um, having the civil um, case and they received a $41 million settlement. Um, a lot of them, like I said right now, they're um, enjoying their life. They're doing great works in their communities. For example, Corey, the main character, and also the real-life Corey Wise, um, is actually an award-winning activist and speaker who is working on improving, you know, the um, the way, you know, that the justice system is um, with his efforts and his organization. He actually recently donated $190,000 to, um, to this project that goes ahead and um, try to make 
impact and changes and help those who were wrongly convicted. You see, I wanted to give you guys all a quick, you know, um, synopsis of the story before I go on to the commentary. And now I want to introduce to y'all some of the life lessons or messages I've learned from when they see us, which I believe, again, we can learn from and hold on to throughout our journey of life. So I want you guys to sit back, okay? Sit back, make yourself comfortable, grab a pen and notebook if you want to. I'm not going to force you, it's fine. Um, but if you want to, you can go ahead and you know write anything that you feel that has encouraged you, that blessed you, and that you know got you thinking. Because really, that's really what I um, go ahead and inspire to do when I create the episode is to bless you, bless you and encourage you or inspire you anyway. All right. So while I um, watched this um, series, there were, you know, some topics I would say or some themes that came to my mind. And um, I'll go ahead and list most of the ones I was able to pick up while I was watching the series when they see us. Again, for those of you guys who have not yet watched it, I highly recommend for you guys to go ahead and watch it. It's, it's an amazing series. Um, and I also will recommend you to um, go ahead and re-listen to this podcast episode after you've watched it. But for those of you guys who've already watched When They See Us, um, while you're listening to this podcast episode, there may be some aha moments, meaning like there may be some things that I'm saying that you'll be able to know where I you know, drew it from. Um, from the scenes that I, you know, that we saw throughout the series. So the list that I came up with, the list of themes that I came up with that I, you know, got my lessons, you know, got the life lessons from, the messages from, are from um, the, the theme of guilt, the theme which is darkness and evil, the theme grace and light, the theme purpose, the theme justice, the theme truth, the theme enemies, excuse me, enemies and betrayal, the theme redemption, the theme forgiveness. You know, there was an array of emotions in this in this series, you know, um, and those emotions also transfer to the audience, you know, the audience meaning me, you know, any other um, person who've watched the series, meaning you as well. The emotions that we were able to pick up from the series, we actually, you know, experienced ourselves while we were watching it. You know, I feel that most people experience all of these emotions and attitude and behavior um, ex except happiness. I'll explain why I excluded happiness in a little bit. Um, but for right now, I just want to go ahead and um, list some of the emotions um, that I noticed that was throughout the series and that I've noticed that people have been expressing all over social media. Emotions just excuse me, emotions such as um anger, rage, sadness, disappoint disappointment, you know, speechlessness or disturbance, confusion. I'm going to do my best to illustrate where I found some of the themes I've mentioned earlier from the series based from different scenes. You know, I want I won't go like deeply um into the details because I don't wanna spoil it for those of you guys who have not watched the series entirely but i will go ahead and share mainly the details that will help me to share with you um the lessons you know the life lessons that i was able to discover while i was watching um when they see us all right so the first theme i want to talk about is darkness and evil darkness and evil is in the world that we live in we can't run away from it we really can't you know as believers we know this to be true 
this is why we don't you know we don't call this world our home we are citizens of heaven we know that the enemy is the prince of this world we know that the devil is the prince of this world and the systems of this world we know that he's the one that runs them you know he uses people to do things which pleases him and causes them to be far from what is good the Bible talks about this too, you know, when it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness. And part one of when they see us, you know, we see that in display, Antoine's character being brutally beaten by police for no reason at all. And then, um, you know, he, he's getting deceived. He's being deceived um, into lying for a crime he did not even commit. We see the other young men go ahead and do the same thing. They lied for a crime they didn't even commit because they were all deceived by um, those people who supposed, you know, you would say that are supposed to help them, you know, being police officers, you know, people who should have been inspiring them and keeping them from danger, but they were actually the ones who deceived them and brought them into this entire mess and caused them to, you know, not being able to enjoy their youth their whole youth was spent in jail so we see darkness and evil is pretty present in the world we live in but should we be afraid of that should we be afraid that darkness and evil is present in the world that we live in of course not but we need to make sure we don't minimize the fact that it does and that this is more than flesh and blood again this is more than flesh and blood if we only think of it as flesh and blood we will lose most of the battles we will face in this life and the reason why i say we will lose most of the battles that i'm even implying there will be battle is because we know that as believers we will face trials jesus himself told us that we will and he told us you know to have current um, excuse me to have courage you know and to stay encouraged because he overcame and because because jesus overcame you know all of his trials all of his suffering then he's telling us we will overcome as well so that is good news for all of us the next time excuse me the next um <clears throat> the next thing i want to quickly talk about is purpose i want to take the time to you know to talk about um this theme and I want to use Corey Wise, the character of Corey Wise in the series when they see us. You know, in the series, to be honest, Corey Wise suffered way more than all the other four, than the other four um, young men. What's sickening too, you know, um, and what makes the story very tragic is that he wasn't even found by police. He only wanted to support a friend. His character is so loyal and innocent. You know, it doesn't even look like he would hurt a fly or hurt anyone or anything immediately when i saw Corey and his demeanor and how he was with his friend i thought of the loyalty that jonathan had with david or that jonathan gave to david from the bible unfortunately for Corey, he didn't know that his support and loyalty to his friend would bring him into a prison cell you know where he would stay for about 14 years and where he would almost lose his own life now, some people may think of this situation and say, why did this happen? Why didn't, you know, anyone stop this? You know, why would someone place an innocent young man in prison for a crime that he did not do? Why did God allow this to happen? You know, I know some of us would say that. Why, why did God allow this to happen? I want you guys to take a deep breath and sit tight, okay? I pray that God will allow most of you to understand one day what I'm about to say. 
So please go ahead. If you're not sitting down, I recommend you to sit down and hold tight. All right. So, you know, especially to those of you who may be non-believers and haven't yet accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. Even for those, to be honest, even for those who have, you may not like what I'm going to say, but I believe God wants us all to accept this. Even if we may not fully comprehend it right now, but by his grace, I have accepted it and I'm still learning the mystery of this revelation today. And I pray that God would also um, help all of you guys who are listening to this podcast, this revelation as well. Are y'all ready to hear? <laughs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and go for it. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. So there are parts of our story, okay? You have a story, I have a story. So there are parts of our story we don't get to decide to write. I'll say it again. There are parts of our story, our life story, we don't get to decide to write. There are parts of our story that must occur in order for us to live a greater purpose beyond ourselves. I'll give you an example. Let's look at Joseph from the Bible. You know, he's one of my favorite characters from the Bible, by the way. I'll use his example to answer the question, you know, why did God allow this to happen? Why did the innocent one have to go through all of this? Meaning, you know, Corey, why out of, you know, out of all the five, you know, why was he um, picked to go through the adult prison and, and, and have a sentence to up to 14 years when he did not do anything whatsoever. You see, Joseph was loved by his earthly father and he was also loved by his heavenly father, Father God. And, um, you know, we could see that the anointing of God was present in his life, you know. He was a gifted dreamer. He was able to see into the future. He saw the purpose that God had for his life and it, it looked great. He knew it was great. In fact, he even told his brothers about it and his parents about it. All right, okay, okay. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to tell you something. I want you guys to pay attention. Now, Joseph was given a revelation from God of his purpose. And in his eyes, his purpose was great. His purpose looked wonderful. You see? He saw the marvelous view of his future. He saw what was good looking to the, you know, to his eyes based on the dream that God had given him. The dream he told his brothers and as well as his parents, you know. He knew without a doubt God gave him this dream and that this dream would come to pass. But guess what? Guess what? God didn't add to that dream that he would suffer to get what he saw in that dream. I'll say it again. God did not add in that dream that he would suffer, you know, or what he would suffer to get what he saw in that dream. God didn't tell, you know, Joseph of the obstacles, the trials he would encounter to see what he saw in his dreams. Why didn't God tell him the dream, you know, that his brothers would betray him, that, you know, he would be sold to the um, Egyptians, that he would be lied on. And he would even be accused of raping the wife of his master. Why didn't God also show to Joseph in that dream that he would spend many, 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 many years in prison and that it would not take until a very long time for him to see the manifestation of that dream? The lesson I've learned from 
seeing the series when they see us is also found in the Bible. You know, a person with great purpose, a person with a great calling will often go through most pain or will often go through a lot of pain. It's not that God doesn't love them or have betrayed them in the hands of the enemies. No, it's that God wants their character to be refined. God is building them up to be unbreakable, unstoppable, and to have a legacy, you know, that person to have a legacy that will never die. He wants that person who has suffered the most hate and unfair treatment to still be the one to still to, you know, to choose to love and not to hate. He wants that person to reflect his son, Jesus Christ, in every way, even in some measure of pressure and persecution. Just to find that this person is made perfect by his power. Uh, yeah, I know that's one of the lessons I've learned from seeing the series when they see us. One we must be aware of, especially those of us who know God has called us to a great purpose. Now, some of you may not feel you are called to a great purpose because you feel almost like Corey, uh, you know, especially the way they depicted him and the series when they see us you may feel like you're inadequate you are not the brightest you are not the strongest you are not the coolest but i want to tell you that most of the time god uses people like this and raise them up and give them a purpose they would have never imagined for themselves you see Corey's story is not a lost cause yes i understand that you know the what happened to Corey was very very tragic traffic excuse me very very tragic you know very very difficult to watch but i want to tell you guys that Corey's story was not a lost cause at all it really wasn't i want to show you that it was a triumphant story it's a story of true test of character and his will to keep living in spite of the pain hell and the odds that were all against him i want you to know that for those of you guys who feel like your purpose is not great or you have nothing good going for you that this will be the same for you this will be the same case for you your story is not a lost cause your story will be a triumphant story hear this i want you to say from now on, if you're going through a difficult time or a difficult season, if it feels like there's no one helping you, you feel like everything is against you, all odds are against you, I want you to know this and say this. If I'm suffering that much, if I'm always going through it, even though I'm innocent, even though I believe, even though I want better, even though I do better, then I have a big crown I'm destined to carry. I have a big purpose that I'm destined to live out. I have a big destination I am destined to reach. I'm gonna keep holding on because I didn't ask for this. It came to me. I wanna say this again. You need to say to yourself, you didn't ask for this, it came to you. Many of you guys are saying, you know, why me? You're not going to always know why you, but know that it came to you. And if it came to you, it's, not, it's no surprise to God. And if it's no surprise to God, 
He can take whatever that came to you from you or he could use it to elevate you. Which leads me to the next thing, truth. In part one and two, the boys are deceived by, you know, the cops, the attorneys, the U.S. justice system. And, you know, they ended up lying about a crime they never even committed. But in part four, Corey gained wisdom. In part four of when they see you as Corey gained wisdom, he knew to hold to his truth. He knew to hold to what is true. He knew to not lie again. Because even in part four, um, you know, if, even for those of you, you guys who have not watched the series yet and who plan to watch it, you know, in part four, they still try to, you know, force him to admit that he, you know, he raped the victim, but he didn't. He didn't do it. And in part four, he was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to still hold on to my truth. I'm not going to fall for this again. I'd rather be in prison instead of lying for a crime that I didn't even commit. You know, and I was just very happy to see that scene because he got a good reason to um to not lie. He knew that lying is what they used against him in the first place. So why should he lie again? You know, he knew lying was what hurt him in a lot of ways. You know, that what that was, you know, in part what caused him to be in prison. But in all honesty, we know that was not the main reason. We all know the main reason. <laughs> um, But, you know, they kept on interrogating him. Even though he was already in prison, they still kept on interrogating him um, that he committed the crime, but he didn't. Um, You know? And he wasn't going to, you know, for, for, to fall that again, like I said. So, so now, because he has the wisdom, he boldly rejected them. And he would rather stay in prison. And he knew that his truth was worth more than a lie. And his innocence was worth more than flattery. The lesson here I've learned from when they see us is to never fall for someone who tells you that lying will make it all easier. I'll say this again. The lesson here I've learned from when they see us is to never fall for someone who tells you that lying will make it all easier. That's not the truth, y'all. Lying will not set you free. We know that's not true. Lying will not set you free. Because Jesus already told us from his word that only the truth sets us free. The truth will set us free. During some tough moments of life, hold on to the word of God because the word of God is true. No matter what you hear, no matter what people tell you, Always hold the word of God as your highest as your highest source, as your highest authority, because whatever is in the word of God is truth. And that's all you need to know to be true. And also that God is faithful. You know, there's a verse I wanted to share that goes with this lesson. And it comes from Proverbs 12, verse 19. And it says, truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a minute. And that is so true. You know, I know that it was more than a moment um from when Corey was in, in in prison but the thing is with the lord you know the lord his timing is different from our timing to god you know one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day but because the word of the lord says this we know that it is it is true and to be honest with you for Corey, the lord was able to really de you know deliver him from that situation and even today, he is alive and he is able to tell his testimony. Corey hold on to his truth. And by the grace of God, he was finally set free. 
I want to take this part now. I want to take this moment to talk about justice, justice, justice. Another theme, of course, all throughout the series um, was talked about. And we've seen how in the series there was no justice that was truly served, to be honest with you. You know, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, God was able to allow allow them, you know, to be freed from prison. But at the same time, true justice was not served. The lesson I've learned from this series about justice is that true justice belongs to God. It's in the hands of God. It's not in the hands of men. Man's justice system is corrupt and falls short. But God's justice system will never fall short. One of the main reasons is that God knows every human heart. He knows people's thought and evil motives as well. Nothing is hidden from God. Because we are human, we are limited. So that makes our judgment limited. That's why we can't judge people. We can only judge people um, based on righteousness um, according to the word of God. Not even according to our own words, but according to the knowledge and the, and the word that the Lord himself has given us. And that to me personally, I believe only, you know, God um, is able to provide true justice. Now, am I saying there's not going to be any type of measure of justice on the earth? That's not what I'm saying. There will always be justice here in some form. But I just believe that true, the purest form of, of justice is only in the hands of God. Only God can provide it. You know, for example, you know, humans are limited. We as humans, we are limited. Whether they are good lawyers, detectives, bad ones. There are certain things we won't fully be able to trust and depend on, you know, according to the justice system of this world. Again, I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't fight for reforms, change and, you know, demand justice, especially when, you know, somebody was wrongfully convicted for a crime they did not, they did not do. But I'm just saying that at the end of the day, what will heal the hearts of those who've suffered like these five young men and now are who are grown men, grown successful men, is God. Only God's justice will do it for them one day. Will give them true and pure justice one day. It won't be in this world, but no doubt, trust me, it will be a glorious time when they meet their maker, when they meet Jesus. Um, and even Corey himself said in, in a statement, he was like, you know, you can forgive, but you can never forget. You won't ever get back your time, your childhood, and things like that. Those were his own, you know, his own words. And I, I agree with him. You know what, you know what um, the, the justice system did to these young men, they actually failed them. You know, they took their youth away and that they could never get back. So even if they get some measure of justice here on the earth, it is not enough. It is not enough. And even in God's sight, even in God's eyes, it's not enough. You know, even the $41 million that they received um from the settlement what is that <laughs> that's that's not gonna do anything because there's gonna come a time that money runs out even if it doesn't run out um fast but what is that going to do i feel like they even deserve more they deserve to give them more um than 41 million dollars they deserve to give them um as much recognition that that they can get um and so forth because like i said what was done to them was very wrong, very inhumane. Um, and like I said, again, only God can provide true justice. God sees everything. And I'm, and I'm just happy that we're, we're all now witnesses of their stories. We know their stories and um, we are taking this time to honor them and respect them.
you know only god only god y'all is the true true judge because he is perfect in all his ways you know he's perfect in all his ways and he will be the only person who will truly be able to wipe all the tears pain bad memories away um for people like Corey, for people like Yusuf, Kevin, Raymond, you know, and all of those who were involved and all of those who've, you know, who've, who've been through this horrible, horrible event in history that took place. Now, I want to go ahead and I want to share the two verses um, in relation to this lesson and this theme that I just shared, which was justice. And... The two verses are Hebrews 4, verse 13, and Proverbs 19, verse 9. I'll go ahead and read Hebrews 4, um, verse 13, and then right after that, I'll go ahead and read the second verse for you all. Hebrews 4, verse 13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and bare before him to whom we must give account. And that, my friends, is good news. Nothing, absolutely nothing is hidden from God's eyes. Even what is, you know, even what people think that they have hidden from your eyes, it is not hidden from God. God is aware of everything. He sees everything. He even hears our whispers he even hears the, the 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 um the motion of our lips even if there's no words coming out you know there's nothing that god is not aware of and that is good news every wrong that has been done under the sun god has seen it and one day every human being will give account of all that they've done whether good or bad now the second verse is coming from proverbs um, 19 verse 9 and it says a false witness will not go unpunished and whoever pour out lies will perish. This is the word of God. And like I said, the word of God is truth and God is faithful. And he says in his word, a false witness will not go unpunished and whoever put out lies will perish. So that means all of those who, you know, were involved in the case of Central Five, right? In the case of Corey Wise and the four other young men, all of them, even the lady, um, Linda Fairstein, who was, the main one who was um, responsible for the entire um, case and who was the one that formulated all of these false testimonies. Guess what? She was a false witness and God is aware of her wickedness and, and, and her evil deeds. And if she does not repent, it's not going to go well with her. The Lord, the word of the Lord says that she will not go unpunished and she will eventually perish unless she repents and confesses. Now, at this time, I want to talk about another theme that I was able to see in When They See Us, and that is guilt. Now, let's be real. Those who caused the Central Park Five, meaning those who caused the wrongful conviction of Corey and those along with him, they, they don't feel any guilt, okay? Um, and I'll explain, you know. If they were guilty of doing what they did to those poor young uh, men, they'd all confess publicly. But none of them confess publicly. None of them. Absolutely none. You know? So if they have not confessed publicly, in my own opinion, I don't believe they're guilty of, of what they've done. You know? So in this portion of the podcast, I'm not going to tell you that they feel guilty because that would be lying. But I'll use an example 
um, to explain the theme of guilt that I've um, got from the series and the lesson, um, the life lesson that I've got from the series by using Antoine's um, dad. Antoine was one of the teen boys, one of the African American teen boys who um, got caught, you know, who were, who was wrongly convicted, who was deceived by police to um, tell false testimonies. And I'll go ahead and use his dad as an example to show you um, guilt and why guilt is wrong and why guilt is unhealthy and so forth. Um, and why you should let go of guilt eventually in your life if you are harboring it. Okay. So basically, um, what happened is that Antoine's dad um, ended up convincing Antoine to follow um, what the police was telling him. And that was to lie and say that he did, in fact, rape Trisha, which was the victim at the time, um, who was actually um, raped by a serial rapist and killer. Um, and say to um, the police, you know, and the attorneys that he, he, in fact, did it. That's what his own dad was telling him to say. Um, and because of that, Antoine had a very, very, very hard time to forgive his dad. I mean, who would blame Antoine? That's horrible. So, and when they see us, there was a scene, you know, there was a scene where um, Antoine was talking with his dad. And he was explaining to his dad how... You know, he didn't like it at all that his dad actually told him to lie when his own dad knew he was innocent. And Antoine looked at his dad as a hero. Antoine truly loves his dad. But at this time, you know, he he didn't see it in himself to forgive him for what his dad had done. You know, um, and even throughout the series, although Antoine's dad realized that he should have never told his son to lie. He never admitted it. He never confessed, confessed it to Antoine. He never said it, you know, to his son directly. He probably, you know, role played it in his mind and his heart. But he never told that to um to Antoine, you know. But then um, there was a specific scene in the series where, you know, his dad became very ill. And that scene came about after Antoine was released from jail. And um, after he was released from jail, his mother told him the news that his dad's health was failing. And there was a specific scene in the um, series where his class was, excuse me, his dad was closer to death than he was to life. Um, and so Antoine, I would say he kind of felt bad. And the way that the series depicted is that Antoine actually ended up forgiving his father, even if he didn't say it with his own mouth, but you could see you could see in, in in the scene that he ended up forgiving his dad while he went to visit his dad um, in the hospital. Now, did his dad ever confess? I'm not sure. I really don't. Um, and to be honest with you, um, I've learned that, you know, guilt will kill someone if they keep it harbored in inside of them. And if it doesn't kill, it will make that person depressed. And very sick and I think that was the case for Antoine's dad he was so guilty and he felt so bad about what you know happened to his son and how you know he played a he played a role to that too by telling his son to lie that it physically like his, it literally caused him to become ill caused him to become very sick you know I think to be honest that was a major reason that his father's health was failing yeah I believe that it had a lot to do with the case you know
Um, and, you know, how he actually did not help, you know, his son and cause his son to have major pain. He could have handled the whole situation in a different manner in order to have helped um, Antoine. Um, and um, like, for example, if you if you feel guilty of something that you are responsible for, you know, especially if, you know, it is someone you've hurt directly, confess it. You know, I would encourage you to confess it. Confess it first to God and secondly, confess it to that person. It will really make the difference. If if you do that, you will receive peace. You will have peace. But if you don't, guilt will just harbor inside and it will just hurt you. And it will just, you know, it could cause you to even, like I said, just like Antoine's dad's situation. He became, you know, physically sick not just emotionally sick but he became physically sick when we do that when we confess our guilt or our wrongdoings to the lord and also to those we've heard if you move the guilt i want to go ahead and um share a verse in relation to this theme in regards to guilt let's go ahead and read it it's coming from psalm 32 verse 3 and it says when i kept silent my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. And this is David talking um, to the Lord. And I believe, you know, sometimes that's how we feel. You know, sometimes something happened or we did something that we know it is our fault. It causes us to feel trapped inside. And we feel like we're literally wasting away. And um, in that scene, I feel like that's what happened to Antoine's dad. If Antoine's dad did it differently, you know, confess, you know, that he was wrong and you know, tell him his son that he wish he could do it over. Maybe it would make a a a a difference. Maybe it would have made a difference, um, in in his life, and he wouldn't have you know, suffered that type of death. This is a also my opinion. I'm not saying that's the main cause, but I know for sure that probably played a huge role, um, to the fact that his health was failing. You know. And so I just encourage you guys to not harbor guilt. You know, God has forgiven you of your sins. Learn to forgive yourself and learn to forgive other people too. Um, and just free yourself. Read the word of God to give you comfort and so forth. And just, just move on and know that there's always peace. There's always peace and deliverance in God. All right. Okay, so now you owe it to yourself. Before I continue to the next theme, you owe it to yourself to free yourself from any guilt. You know, our actions and the decisions that we've made really does affect us in every way. They can affect us in our health. You know, this is some serious stuff, friend. So please go ahead, let go of your guilt. Take it to Jesus. Set yourself free. Don't be like Antoine's dad. Don't live years with guilt and, and you could have at least chosen freedom, but you chose your guilt still. You know, owe it up, you know, owe up to, you know, what you've done wrong and confess it and, you know, ask for forgiveness. This will bless you in the long run. So we've just spoke on guilt and it makes sense to now jump to forgiveness. To talk about the theme and the lesson of life that I've learned for, of forgiveness um, based from watching the series when they see us i'll be using Corey and antoine to explain this lesson i've learned from the series you know it was hard for antoine to forgive his dad 
Forgiving for Antoine, it was a process for him. What led him to forgive was when he saw his dad again, you know, when he was closer to death than life, based on how, you know, the series affected the scenario. You see, even then, I don't think his dad fully expressed how bad he felt about disappointing his son. Um, you know, his dad wasn't a good communi communicator, in my um, opinion. He didn't know how to communicate his emotion correctly. A lot of people are like that, you know. And some, let's say, they're just prideful. Sometimes you may have to be the one to be the bigger person and let that person who've done you wrong know that you've forgiven them. Please don't wait for people to ask you to forgive them. Forgive them anyways. Forgive them in your heart. Forgiveness is more for you than it is for them. When you decide to do that, we can, you know, we can even change that person's life for the better. We could even witness to that individual and bring them to Christ. Some people have done others so wrong, they don't even believe um, that that person will forgive them. And that's true. So when that happens, let's just go ahead and forgive them anyway, y'all. Man, this leads me to another theme, another life lesson that I've learned from watching the series When They See Us. And that is enemies and betrayal. Man, I tell you, there was so much betrayal in this series. One of the most upsetting betrayal has to do with Yusuf's mom not wanting to help Corey's mom have connections to see Corey more often, you know, in the prison because it was difficult for her to see um, her son and so forth. And also, um, like Yusuf's mom didn't really want to help Corey's mom to be able to work out a way. Um, I would say, like to 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 help Corey to be released from. Um, prison especially because Corey the whole reason why he was even put in prison was because he was trying to support Yusuf you know he wasn't even involved at all in any way in any shape or form and so you see we see here in the scene for those of you guys who've watched the series you know exactly what I'm talking about we see here in this scene Yusuf mom not even care caring about what is coming out of Corey's mom's mouth she seemed very careless to what she had to say. She even told Yusuf, you guys know what she said? She even told Yusuf, you know, to just focus on his own life since he's not in jail anymore and just forget about, you know, just forget about Corey or just not focus too much on Corey, but focus more so on his own life. Now talk about betrayal, right? Man, I tell you. I, I just need, <laughs> you guys all, whew. Enemies, enemies, and betrayal. Enemies and betrayal, man. That's crazy. So, like, for example, you know, watching the scene, at the end of the day, it brought me to this. Only God truly has your back in every season and in every circumstance. Because this is why. People forget easily. You know, it reminds me of... um. Peter, how, you know, Peter completely denied knowing Jesus three times. And just a moment before um, Jesus' arrest, Peter wanted to die for Jesus. And Peter even cut off the ear of one of the officials who were arresting, who was arresting Jesus. And this is the same Peter that's going to betray Jesus Christ three times. Wow. So I just wanted to share that um, to show you guys how even 
Yusuf's own mom betrayed Corey. And because you, um, Corey was good friends with Yusuf, that means too that Yusuf's mom was familiar with Corey. It's not like Corey was a complete stranger to her. She knew him well and she still ended up not helping um, his mother. So that was a great betrayal. And you know, in the Psalms, David wrote a lot about his own friends, those who were closer um, to him, betraying him, and how, you know, people he didn't even know out of nowhere became his own enemies. You know, those he didn't even know just chose to hate him for no reason. And we could see the same for Corey, you know, and especially in the fourth in the fourth scene, or um, better yet, in the fourth part of the series, because if the series is made up of four parts. Um, and yeah, and you know, he even had so much enemies. I would say Corey, um, out of the five, he was the one with the most enemies. But yet, he never looked for trouble, and he still had enemies. I don't understand how you know life sometimes happened that way you don't look for trouble trouble comes to you you don't you don't start fights fights come to you you know he never made himself superior to the rest you know in the scene where he um when he was speaking it always seemed like he was very calm he even said in one of the scenes where they were in trial um he was giving a moment to speak he said this was his very first time getting into trouble because he's never been in trouble you know and he kept saying it this is my first time um having this you know this serious um trouble but the irony is is that he didn't he didn't even get in trouble even to that point those were all lies so he was saying that this was his first time getting into trouble but honestly they're the one that put him in this trouble you know those those cops you know and those um prosecutors you know those attorneys and all of that and even the system the justice system itself caused him to be in this trouble he did not cause his own self to be in this trouble you know and he knew it too he ended up having the wisdom to know that he was innocent he didn't do anything he was just deceived you know he knew it was a scam he knew and also he knew that his enemies um, such as linda fairstein the cops again the attorneys the u.s justice system the actual serial rapist slash killer and all who had blood on their hands on sending, you know, these innocent black teenage boys to jail. He knew that they were the one who caused the trouble. Another scene I wanted to share talking about this theme and the lesson I've learned about enemies and betrayal um, is the one where Corey's mom is telling Corey she had accepted Jesus into her life. And finally, something, you know, she had something to pray for. And that was her um, son, Corey, for God to provide justice and his son to, and her son, excuse me, to come home. I want to say this. Before I continue, I want to say this statement to y'all. And I greatly hope that it encouraged you. When you acknowledge God as your source, he will provide. I'll say this again. When you acknowledge God as your source, he will provide. Not that he couldn't provide before, but before that, maybe that person was an enemy to God. You know, when sometimes when the Bible says a person is enemy to God, it's not necessarily saying that they did they they've done a crime, but it's saying that that person did not worship the God of the Bible. That person was not, you know, um, doing what the Word of God was saying. So, the Bible sometimes uses the term an enemy to God when you are not in the will of God. 
But because that person now have accepted Christ, because they, you know, recognize him as their source, man, God, God gets all in their life. And trust me, he won't fail them and he won't fail you. He won't fail them and he won't fail you. And that's exactly what ended up happening for for Corey's mom. Um, she accepted Jesus. She started praying for Corey. And in the end, we could see that God truly did answer her prayers. And I want to go ahead and use this verse in relation to this theme. I want to go ahead and use it. And that is coming from Luke 6, verse 27 to 29. And also during um, that scene, um, Corey's mom kept telling him that she loves him, that God loves him. And no matter what, for Corey to do what um, God tell all of us to do in Luke 6, verse 27 to 29, which is, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. You know, I could honestly I could honestly say even before that scene where his mom was telling him that, um, you can see God's grace was already on Corey's life. Even though, you know, he had hearing problems, he had trouble learning because of a deficit he had, he always had this calmness about him. He never started anything with anyone, no trouble with anyone. You know, he never started any fights. Even when he was in prison, he was never the one to start the fights. Somehow, although he was going through all of this, he still had this calmness about him. You know, there was still this innocence and this kind nature about him. Um, to the point where, like, he didn't even hate his enemy. You see, Corey actually met the real serial rapist slash killer, whose name is Matthias Rius, in prison. The one who beat up and raped the victim, the rape victim, Trisha Millie. And yet... Still, the way it was depicted in the scene in the series, um, where Matthias approached him and said, you know, if, if, are you, you know, are you a religious man, Corey? Because he sees that Corey, he says to Corey, you have faith and hope. Um, and he, and he acknowledged that Corey is different, you know, and he says that to him. Shows you that Corey wasn't anybody. He wasn't just anybody. God's grace and God's anointing was him. To the point where, you know, God caused his own enemy to confront him and tell him that he has faith, that he has hope. And that eventually what caused Matthias Rias, the actual convict, the actual one, the actual person who's um, responsible for all of this, to be honest, this mess, to um, confess that he did it, not Corey and not the other four. Now, I want to pause here. And I really hope what I'm going to say next encourage you. You are not just anyone. The grace of God is on your life. God's anointing is on your life. This is what will cause even your enemies to bless you. Even your enemies will tell on themselves the wrongs they've caused you. I'm telling you. Remember that. Now, lastly, I want to keep talking about grace, and I also want to talk about light a little bit. But to me, I feel here in this in this sense, and and even throughout the Bible, you can see grace and light are one. So I'll be talking about them as one. 
And when they see us, you see there was darkness all around. From the beginning of the series to the end, it's like bam, 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 darkness, evil. It's just like they had bad luck all throughout, especially Corey. But do you know there was still grace present? There was still grace present in the series. There was still a measure of grace present in the series. Even in the darkest places, the light of God will shine through and shine bright. I'll say this again. Even in the darkest places, the light of God will shine through and it will shine bright. Even when it seems like all hope is lost, there is hope still. We see in the series, Corey being, you know, being in the worst prison in the U.S., one of which was Rikers. Um, we've seen him transferred back to back um, to different facilities. But in two instances, we see grace. We see grace. We see how the Lord really showed grace um, and favor to Corey. Some people may say, oh, this is not true. How can you say that? But I'll go ahead um, and show you just what I'm referring here. Just what I'm talking about. And one of the facilities he transferred to, there was this white man who was a guard there. And he was very nice to Corey. Man, he was very nice to Corey, unlike the guards Corey was used to. Corey was used to some mean behind guard that did not like him, that, you know, even caused him to um, receive some torture, um, more torture than he had to suffer in prison um, on purpose. But this um, guard, you know, in the in the series, his name is Robert. Um, he was very nice to Corey. And he even called Corey kid. And I remember there's a scene in the series where Corey says to him, um, I like that you call me kid. And you could see like Corey's, Corey's face just lit up. You could see the light in Corey's face, you know. And he just still had um this again this calmness about him he still had this hope about him and so forth and from that scene i could literally see grace to me i see robbers to me it is it is it's showing a measure of the grace of god of showing you holy spirit present with you even in your time of trouble that although you are suffering god has your back god is right with you it may not seem like he's with you but he truly is with you you know, God, he will still show you a measure of his grace. Trust me, you can believe that. You know, uh, I want to go ahead and use 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You know, in chapter 11, Paul start to talk to a group of folks about all he's been through. And then when you go on to chapter 12, verse 9, he concludes um, talking about his suffering with them and saying, you know, that, multiple times he asked God to take him out of it, you know, to set him free. He was tired of these trials. He was tired he was tired of, you know, um being picked on or being mistreated by these people, being disrespected. And Paul says in um excuse me, Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine, he says that God said his um grace is sufficient. That's what the Lord said. The Lord said that his grace is sufficient. See, just like Paul, even if you feel like giving up, that, you know, life's trial is too hard. Remember that God's grace is sufficient for you. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made weak in your weakness. 
You know it's not that God's power was never perfect at first. God's power was always perfect. But it is that God wants other people to see he's the one responsible for your breakthroughs, your triumph, and redemption. I want to close with the final theme of this episode and um, from what I've seen in the series When They See Us, and that is redemption. I've learned from watching this season, better get the series, excuse me, that God's word never fails. God's word never fails. He says the righteous will never be forsaken. We may not know the time or hour of our redemption or our healing, but we know that God never lies. God sees, he knows, he hears. That if you hold on to truth, to hope, to faith, the hour of your redemption draws nearer and nearer. And that was the case for Corey Wise, Antoine McCray, Kevin Richardson, and Raymond Santana. There's a verse I want to share in relation to this lesson I've learned from watching the series. And it comes from Psalm 43 verse 1. And it says, Vindicate me, my God, and please my cause. Excuse me. And plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. And I can say for sure that God did it for um, Corey Wise. He did it for Antoine McCray. He did it for Kevin Richardson. And he did it for Raymond Santana. And it will be the same case for you. I'll go ahead and say it. It will be the same case for you. Whatever you're doing, you know, or perhaps whatever you're going through, God's grace is sufficient. He'll give you the grace to keep living when you feel like it's not even worth living anymore. Man, while I was watching When They See Us, I said, just thank you, Jesus, that Corey did not commit suicide in prison because he was just suffering so much, y'all. He was getting beat up. You know, there was even a scene where they had to, you know, take him to the hospital to, I, I believe, get surgery or something because he was attacked so viciously. You know, all of that could have caused Corey to have these bad thoughts racing inside of his mind and telling him to commit suicide. But by his, by the grace of God, he kept holding on, even though living felt, you know, harder than just dying. He kept holding on. You know, he never gave up. He still remained calm and hopeful. You know, I want to say this to you again. It will be the same for you. God will give you the grace to keep living. Never give up on having the victory. Keep trusting God. Hold on to truth. Know you are not what people say. You are what you are whom God tells you you are. You are who God says of you in his word. Have patience. God is with you always. Even if you may not feel like he is. He is with you. When they see you. They'll know you are chosen. God's hand is on you. They can't break you. His anointing has made you unbreakable. I hope that you guys were blessed, inspired, educated. Um, thank you so much for taking this time to listen to my commentary. I truly appreciate it. Um, for all of you guys who've watched When They See Us, I hope that you were able to just learn something new from listening to this commentary this evening. And for those who have not yet watched when They See Us is available right now on Netflix. I'm telling you, it's a must-watch. I encourage you to watch it. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Again, thanks again. This was JLP. Until next time. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Take care.